Hello and welcome to Nothing But The Color Yellow. This is your host, Gato, a.k.a. Gato Luna. And welcome to another episode of Nothing But The Color Yellow. In today's episode, we're going to talk about none other than Magor Targaryen, first of his name. And let's begin. So Magor was the son of Aegon the Conqueror and Visenya Targaryen. Now, much like Aenys, there was a little rumor going on that he was actually conceived with magic as opposed to Visenya where the rumor was or I'm sorry Rhaenys which you know the rumor that followed her up until Aegon sort of put an end to it was that you know she had slept around with either musicians or artists or just whoever now Visenya on the other hand was said to have gone to some sort of witch or something and created Magor uh, with magic. Now, was this true? I mean, there's nothing really to prove it. Uh, the only real thing that, came, that people point to is that fact that Magor never had a child. And of course, there's other reasons why this could happen. Uh, but yeah, magic is one of those things that follow Magor. And just in general, I mean, you follow the Targaryen family, but yeah, Maegor is supposed to be a creation made out of magic. Because there is a theory that uh, Aegon was actually not impotent, but infertile. So, there you go. You know, incest is, you know, with through incest, you do tend to have some traits that are not very, very liked. You know, I mean, you don't really want the trait of uh, infertility, especially when you are the king. So whether this was true, that Aegon was indeed impotent, or, well, either impotent or infertile or a combination of the two. Maybe he was gay. I mean, there is that theory. I mean, who knows? Uh, There's probably some truth to it. He's probably just didn't have time to conceive a kid. Whatever the case, it seems that Magor had the same issue that Aegon had, because Aegon didn't have 20 kids, he didn't have 40 kids, he had two with each of his wives. Now, were there any other, like, bastards that he had? Well, nothing ever came out of it, although people definitely said that he did. But anyway, with that out of the way, let's continue with Maegor. So when Maegor was born, there were some uh, notable differences between him and Aenys. Uh, well, Aenys was very timid and weak, Maegor was... I mean, he seemed to be fierce, big, and strong. Now, the timid part may be a little bit of an overstatement, honestly. I don't remember reading whether uh, Aenys was timid or not. What I do remember is that Aenys was uh, was very small and sickly until he, until he got his dragon, which, you know, there is something as far as dragons and Targaryens and making them stronger and perhaps more resistant to diseases. But, you know, that's a theory for another day, right? Well, uh, when Maegor was about 11, uh, let me see, 11, he got the uh, Balerian sword, Darek's sister, from his mother. Uh, well, he was actually 13, now that I remember. And he didn't really claim a dragon until his father, Aegon, passed away and he came claim uh, Balerion, the Black Dragon. Now, Aenys married Alyssa Bellarion, and when they were kids, or when they were hanging out, because they were all 
relatively young, about the same age. Allison made, or rather, Alyssa made a, a jape or a joke at uh, Maegor for not claiming a dragon, which is when he said, hey, the only dragon for me is Bale. Okay, whatever. So after Maegor died, he served his brother valiantly. Uh, his brother Aenus actually told him that he and Maegor would rule together. He even went as far as to give him black fire. And that was uh, for a lot of rulers, or rather a lot of lords. That seemed to indicate that uh, Aenus saw that yes, Maegor would be the natural successor. But of course, for other people, and in fact probably the majority, they really saw Aegon II, or rather Aegon, who would become Aegon II, had some tragic events. And that happened to him as the king, you know, him and Reyna. Now, Reyna was just the, just sort of like there. Had uh, Aenas not married Reyna and Aegon, I don't think it would matter. <laughs> I think they would still look at Aegon as the uh, ruler, or rather the prince apparent, as opposed to Reyna. That's just how Westeros is. Sorry, it sucks. <laughs> Never again after uh, Rhaenyra. And, you know, you'll see that in uh, House of the Dragon. But, you know, whatever the case, um, after Aenas died, uh, Bysenia went and, and uh, grabbed Maegor from his exile. He came back, and when he came back, he got crowned by Visenya. Now, despite being exiled, he had to serve his brother valiantly. You know, he put out some rebellions in the uh, Eyrie, he helped quell, you know, things here and there, he was even his hand for a brief time until he married, you know, another woman, and when he married another woman, which, you know, for the High Septim, this was unacceptable for, you know, the uh, lords of uh, the High Tower, well, they he essentially said, Cerise was barren, and I'm going to take another wife. His wife was Alice Haraway. Now, nobody would perform this ceremony, so he just married her in the Valyrian fashion. And, of course, that's when uh, his brother sort of exiled him for not putting his uh, woman away, a.k.a. for not putting Alice Haraway to the side and say, no, actually, I made a mistake. Cerise is my wife. But, you know, he chose exile over uh, divorcing or maybe just putting aside Elise Haraway. Now, there was some precedence to this. Obviously, Aegon was married to both Bysenia and Rhaenys. So the fact that he married another woman, <laughs> I mean, it's not really a big issue from the precedence that was set, uh, set you know, prior, so I don't understand what the big issue was. I get it, I guess. I definitely do. But the Targaryens were supposed to be different. Not only do they look different, but they are more capable than regular men, whatever the case may be. I really wish that Aenus would have just been like, no, this is how we do things, because this would have avoided a lot of turmoil for Aenus, as we cover uh, in his uh, episode, Aenus, the first of his name. On uh, Grandmaster 
Gawain protested and told Maegor that, hey, Aegon is the uh, rightful ruler after his father died. Maegor then went ahead and cut his head off. <laughs> so there you go. That's Maegor for you. After that, he went to King's Landing, uh, to the Scepter Remembrance, and he essentially uh, was challenged by, or rather challenged the warrior's son. Then a, a guy named Sir Damon Morgan chose a trial of seven. Now, Maegor had no king's scar. So he essentially shamed the crowd into saying, hey, I'm the rightful king who wants to help me out. A guy named Dick Bean stepped forward, and after this, you know, a few other knights came in, so like Sir Bernard, Brune, uh, Brom of uh, Blackwool, Sir Rayford, Rossby, and I think Sir Guy Lothstone, and Lucifer Macy. Now, they face the Trial of Seven, you know, they gave as hard as they got, and eventually, um, Maegor was the last one standing, in event, and then he fell, and he was uh, in a coma until uh, his wife Alice Haraway returned from Pentas, and uh, another chick named Tiana of the Tower came with her. She ended up staying with him, and after I think 28 days, he recuperated, and he was uh, back on. And then he went and fought the uh, Fate Militant. He won a couple of battles. Uh, one of them, of course, it was burning. You know, the Scepter remembers in Visenya's Hill, uh, no survivors. He fought in the Battle of Stonebridge and the Battle of uh, Great Fork. And, you know, he then told everybody and just, or rather just announced, hey, I'm marrying this chick, Tiana of the Tower. And uh, Mas Maester Myrus objected. <laughs> and again, Mayor was like, well, off with your head, buddy. So then this really set the precedence for Mager's rule for the remaining of his uh, tenure, which really, I think, was about five years, kind of like Amy. So, you know, after this, he decided to start construction of the Red Keep, or rather continue it. You know, he didn't really build it. It was started in Aegon's day, but of course, he passed away. He continued through Amy's, and then, of course, essentially finish uh, under Maegor. Now, it was under Maegor that he decided to create secret passages and then create, you know, the, uh, what, well, what is now called Maegor's Holdfast, which was really another fortified section of uh, the Red Keep. He also built, you know, the um, dungeons and a bunch of other stuff. Now, after the Red Keep was built, he threw a great feast, and they all ate very nice dinners, and they all died. <laughs> now, this would plague the realm for the next generation. When the next king wanted to build some stuff, the, you know, the Masons essentially said, nah, we're good, bro. <laughs> so, Megan really kind of screwed the pooch on that one. Uh, but anyway... Let's continue, right? Um, so the um, Fate Militant still continue to resist. Now, Maegor put up a couple of flaws, telling that, hey, no holy man can carry arms, you know. Uh, we're going to essentially pass judgment upon this who criticized the throne. And, you know, 
uh, Visenya then went on to burn a couple of castles in the Reach, then Magor did in the Westerlands, and eventually they were supposed to go to uh, Old Town and, I mean, burn the Starry the Starry Sept. But before they got there, this old Septon, who was condemning Magor, who was talking all this smack, suddenly died. And Martin Hightower opened the doors and said, Hey guys, uh, I don't know what happened, but you guys are welcome. Now he stayed there for a little while in Old Town, and then he began to offer money for the poor fellows, right? I think he offered a gold dragon for the scalp of a warrior's son and a silver stag for the scalp of a poor fellow. He passed a couple of other laws, and he reunited with uh, Cerise. And then, now he had three wives, right? Cerise, Tiana, and then Alice. So, Cerise, Hightower, Tiana, of the Tower, and Alice, of course, Haraway. Now, after this... We must not forget that Aegon was still around. Now, Aegon began to be called Aegon the Uncrowned because he never really admitted that he was not the king. In fact, he continued to push for him to be king. So he began to be called Aegon the Uncrowned because he didn't have... Now, Maker had his rule and he was able to do what he wanted. Uh, he essentially made Alice... Alyssa Bellarion, you know, her kids, Jaehaerys and Alysanne, as uh, prisoners, essentially, wards in Dragonstone. He brought her uh, son, Viserys, and made him his heir and his squire. Uh, he then got his wife pregnant. I believe he was, uh, which one was it? He had uh, Queen Alice, so Alice of the, uh, Alice Haraway. And then she gave birth like three months later. It was a still, well, it was a monstrosity. And he killed everybody. And he spared his wife for a little while and then he killed her too because, you know, the uh, this chick, you know, Tiana of the Tower told him, hey, she cheated on you, so that's what happened. He said, oh, that makes sense. Then, of course, he not only killed his maester again, another grandmaester, but he went to on to exterminate the Haraways. So Haraways, they were actually the lords of Harrenhal. And he eliminated that entire land. Uh, that entire freaking line of rulers. Then, of course, um, I think uh, House Towers was the next one that I inherited uh, Harrenhal. But, you know, we'll see how long, long that lasts. After this, you know, Mager sort of found out that his mother died and this really was a blow to his morale um, you know he was uh, very upset and he found out that his uh, prisoners Alyssa Valarion and her kids escaped so she gave um, Viserys up to Tiana of the Tower for a questioning and the boy didn't make it you know he was tortured to death, and he, Tiana of the Tower, I guess, took pleasure out of this. Now, Tiana of the Tower, trust me, you would, you would not be surprised that she did not live long. I mean, she did, but not very, 
very long after. Well, kinda, but you know, whatever. So then, you know, we go on to uh, Megor and his wife, uh, Cerise. Now, she died. And then there was a rumor that, you know, Megor had poisoned her. And, you know, like always, right? But who knows? He might have poisoned her. He might not have. I mean, it's hard to say. Now, before we move on, we must talk about Aegon Dion Crown. Now, he didn't make it. But we're just going to go ahead and cover him in another episode. For now, let's just continue this. Megor, uh, Megor, freaking the Cruel. I mean, at this point, it was pretty established that he was indeed Megor the Cruel. Now, Megor the Cruel, now was short a couple of wives, right? He was short from uh, his wife, Cerise of the High Tower, who allegedly died or was poisoned. His wife, uh, Alice Haraway, who he essentially murdered. Poor chick, I mean, really. And the only one that he had left was Tiana of the Tower. Next, Megor decided that, well, he was counseled by his maester and a few others that, hey, you need to get married again. And he said, what a great idea. Let's get three wives. So he claimed, or rather, well, I mean, he did claim, um, Lady Eleanor Costain. I don't know how to pronounce that. Costain sounds good. Lady Jane Westerling, yes, the same Westerling family that kind of screwed Rob all over. And then, of course, Princess Raina. By God, this poor chick. Now, Raina, we'll cover her, you know, when we cover Aegon, but essentially, she got blackmailed. Um, she, again, we'll cover her in another episode. Now, they, began, they became known as the Black Brides. Uh, he named Arya who was the eldest daughter of Reyna, as his, well, as his uh, successor, in case anything happened to him, but <laughs> you know how that goes. And then, of course, how long did this last? Well, I mean, we'll see, right? He pregnant, and so did uh, Lady Eleanor. Now, Queen Janie gave birth a couple months before she was due, and another monstrosity came. At this point, Lady Tiana, yes, Lady Tiana, the same witch that screwed Viserys, well, she tortured him to death, ended up being delivered to Maegor and taken to the dungeons where she confessed that she had poisoned all his wife and that his wife, Eleanor, would be another stillborn or monstrosity. Now, uh, Lady Jenny passed away. Eleanor did indeed give birth to stillborn. And then Magor killed Tiana before this last baby was born. And then, of course, people began to talk that Magor was a curse and that the gods would not allow him to have a child. Now, this all seemed true, of course. I mean, he seemed to be cursed and he would never have a child. After this, little Magor was preparing for yet another little rebellion. 
This time it was headed by Viserys, or I'm sorry, this time it was headed by Jaehaerys Targaryen, the youngest son of Aenas. What happened with Jaehaerys? Well, Jaehaerys put up his claim to the Iron Throne, and he was supported by Rogar Baratheon, who was named Protector of the Realm and Hang of the King, handed the King by the Prince, whatever. He also had his sister and his own dragon, Bermethor, and of course his sister was named Silverwing, well, her sister's dragon. After this, Reyna Targaryen ended up escaping and bringing with her the sword Blackfire and adding yet another dragon. So, when Maegor heard of this, she, he sent a messenger to Old Town and told Old Town to kill her other daughter, Riella. Yes, yes, Reyna had uh, twins. Now, their story is fascinating too, but I will cover that at some point. Anyway, after this, everybody began to desert Maegor. Edor Keltegar, his own maester escaped, you know, a couple of his kinsguard. His uh, royal fleet left with Daemon Velaryon, and then a bunch of houses began to declare for Jaehaerys. The Lannisters, the Tyrells, the Arryns, House Tully, you know, even this, even Septon Moon and Sir Joffrey Doggett, who was the leader of the poor fellas at the time. Maegor, of course, called his banners. But only a couple thousand soldiers came. And despite all of this, Maegor was... He refused to surrender. I mean, three dragons, every house against him. And he was like, no, I'll get this. So there was a, a little lore called Lord Hayfor, who suggested that Maegor abdicated the throne. What did this uh, Maegor the Cruel do with the information? The wise consul, council? That his uh, lore suggested. Well, he chopped out of his, of his head. After this, you know, he, the knight of the Kinskar, went into the Iron Throne. He found Magor there with his wrist cut open and his lifeless body in the corpse. Magor had been killed by the Iron Throne. Or so. Legend goes. There are some theories that his wife, uh, Queen Eleanor, killed him, that the faceless man killed him, that he was the king's guard, that he was an assassin, or that he committed suicide. The truth will never be known, but he had ruled for about six years and 60 days. Then, Jaehaerys Targaryen, first of his name, was crowned king of Westeros, protector of the realm, and that was that. Maegor the Cruel had died, and little Prince Jaehaerys was crowned. Now, Riella did go to Jaehaerys' banner, even though she never put forward her own claim to the throne. Many argue that it was indeed hers to claim. That it was never Jaehaerys. Jaehaerys was the youngest son. Reyna was still the eldest, despite Aegon dying. But whatever the case, Jaehaerys Targaryen would inherit the Iron Throne. We will cover 
we will cover Jaharis at some other point. For now, this has been Megor the Cruel, or Megor Targaryen, first of his name. This has been Gato, or nothing but the color yellow, and Gato out. Thank you for listening.